Welcome back to another episode of Between the Pews. Today I'm joined by Bernadette Mandrusiak, the Director of Catechesis here at the Eparchy, and she's our resident expert on the family and the domestic church. <laughs> Today, Bernadette, she's going to be talking about bringing God into our homes. She'll be discussing prayer as a family, acknowledging God's presence, making room for God, the importance of feast days, and celebrating name days. So we're going to start right off with discussing prayer as a family. Okay, well thanks Ben. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a resident <laughs> expert, but I, but I did learn a lot from raising my kids, <laughs> I, I think. So um, what I want to start off with first of all is just to let parents be at ease. You know, this the podcast here is is not uh, my purpose is not okay. I just want to add one more thing to your really busy schedules, and I don't want to give you, I don't want to make you feel guilty about not having time to do certain things. I mean, as I said, I raised a busy family. I had four kids. I know the pressure of today's culture. Um, we've got sports, we've got arts, we've got all these school-related activities, and it seems like more and more these kind of activities are expecting our time. Uh, so, so certainly I'm not here to say, hey, but you know, stop all of that and I'm going to give you one more thing. I know what it's like to be a parent. As parents, we're tired. Um, so no guilt here. But what I, what I want, hopefully, to show parents is that um, I can help you see that we don't necessarily have to add activities in order to invite God into our homes. Um, yeah, I'll talk about some activities, but for the most part, I want to focus on our attitude, our attitude towards God. God loves us. He, he reaches out to each of us in a different way. But because he loves us and because he is love, he's not going to force his way into our lives. So if we close ourselves off from him, he remains there waiting, but he's not going to push himself into our lives. So we have to invite him. We have to make that room for him. Um, you know, if we don't, like we can't just all of a sudden one day be surprised we turn around and we can't see him. You know, if we if we live our lives without without inviting him in, we're going to actually forget what he looks like. So um, the idea is make God a part of every day in your life. Don't compartmentalize your life, and that's kind of what we do, right? We have church on Sunday, then we go to work. Well, there's no God there. God's at church, or sometimes we'll pray in the morning and you know we'll talk to God but then something else happens during the day well God's not there we you know we don't we compartmentalize and I hope that I hope that you'll be able to take something away today that says no don't do that God is everywhere and in and everything so as you mentioned I'm going to start off with the number one pray 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 let's think about it if we want a guest in our house to feel welcome there, would we just kind of ignore him at our house, but then when we go to his house, talk like crazy? Well, so that's what we do with God, right? We go to church on Sunday, we pray, 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 but then at home, we just kind of ignore him. So um, let's, let's have that conversation going. 
all week. And if, if the one thing you take away from this is to pray in your home every day, all day, yay. I'll be very happy and I think you will too. So, when do we pray? At the very least, we should be praying in the morning, we should be praying before our meals, and we should be praying at night before we go to bed. I think for the most part people do that, but it's okay to have um, uh, just a little bit of a reminder. So before our meals, we need to acknowledge that really, it is a blessing to have food. You know, in, in this part of the world, we are blessed and, and to acknowledge what God gives us every day as compared to many people who don't have what we, what we have, we, that is just hugely important. It also reminds us of God's goodness. It's right before our eyes. Look at that plate of food. What, how, how good is that? It brings that sense of gratefulness to our heart and it elevates the meal. No, it's not just something we scarf down and run out. It's a gift from God. Also in the morning, you know, sometimes I think often, you know, alarm goes off, get, jump in the shower, get the kids fed, get out. And I know it's busy. I've been there. Our mornings when my kids were in school were insane. But um, take a quick moment for yourself to pray. First of all, thank God. We always want to start our prayers acknowledging God's goodness. Thank Him for the night. Um, invite Him into your day. Ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you with the wisdom in all your dealings. So you're flying out the door. People are scrambling. How on earth are you supposed to do, do this? Well, is there a moment you have together? Like you are eating breakfast, maybe after breakfast, maybe during breakfast, maybe while getting the kids dressed, maybe brushing somebody's hair. Take those moments. Like when, I, when we're praying in the morning, it can, it can literally be done in 15 seconds. But it sets the tone. God is there in the day. Uh, you can you can make up your own prayer or, or just do a really quick memorizable prayer that you know for young kids and we'll we'll um, have some examples of those uh, at the end of this podcast. One one that really worked for um, us was a car prayer because we were driving our kids to school and. Um, we had a, a prayer and the prayer that we used was actually a simplified version of um, a prayer by um, St. Clementi who's um, Andriy Sheptitsky's brother and we've actually put it out on our social media before so we can have an example of that but it was just get get in the car and actually to this day we jump in the car in the morning if if we're together even if if I'm by myself um, and we pray that prayer. Uh, and we would pray that prayer on, our, on, on the way to school. So then of course, you know, the next meal is lunch. Well, pray before lunch. Well, if your kids are in, at home, that's great. You know, short prayer again. But what if they're in school? Um, send a little prayer note, pop it in their lunchbox. And just thank you for the morning, Lord. Thank you for the food. God bless, bless my food. And you can also just remind them that you love them, and so does God. Beautiful, quick, easy. And then at night, of course. Talk about your day, first of all. Think about the good things. First, let's focus. We as human beings tend to focus on the lousy stuff that happened, right? You're, and uh, kids do that, adults do that. So 
let's start with thinking about the good things and where was God and thank God for those moments. Um, and then think about the lousy parts, the things that didn't go so well and then why didn't they go well? Ask God to help with those kind of things. And then typically, you know, we always prayed and I think most people pray for our loved ones and for maybe people that we saw during the day that could have used help, all those prayer intentions. But first of all, examine your day. That's a, a really good way for kids to really be able to start to see where God actually was during the day. Well, that's, that's actually a really interesting um, aspect of thinking about it. Like, look at the habits you have in your day and find ways to integrate God into that. Like, I really like the car idea and then even slipping the note to lunchbox because you're not creating something new. You're not dedicating new time. You're just looking at the current time you have and then just taking a few seconds, a few minutes to think about God in that. And that's great. Just examine the schedule of your day and even like changing the mindset too. That's especially for kids, right? Sometimes the news were just bombarded with negativity and you know, all things right. are going bad. But when you switch the mindset of like, hey, you know, we're eating, but be thankful that you have food, right? And you're kind of allowing your kids to think about being more positive and being more thankful in their life. That's, right. It's a really good point. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, good. Thanks for yeah underlining that because that's exactly it. It's the attitude. It's like I I I see it. It's like just my whole day is is kind of enveloped in God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so adding adding again to that nighttime prayer. You know, we talk about things that were lousy. Um, you know kids, you know, adults, we have bullies in our life, we have conflicts in our life, and so at the end of the day, maybe someone was mean to you, you know, for, as, for a kid, right? Um, pray for that person. Number one, stop and pray for that person. You know, our first thing as parents, I know, you know, you're very protective. You just want, oh, I just want to talk about how bad that little kid was. Well, that child was a bully for a reason. Bullies are not born, they're made. So um, prayer is first and foremost, the most powerful thing we can do when we have um, difficult situations. And that's where forgiveness begins. It softens not only um, that child, but it softens your heart. If you have to pray for somebody, you, you see that it will soften your heart. To pray for that person and I remember a specific time when one of my boys was actually being bullied by a kid on the bus coming home and we we would pray for that boy because we didn't know what was going on in his life um, and it, it changed I think my son's attitude and certainly changed my attitude um, and things worked out in the in the end um, another time to pray is just during the day. So, so this is an example of, you know, something's happening. It's a difficult situation. We run into overdrive. We're going to solve it. But really, I just suggest to all of our parents, all of just to show that example. Stop. Pray first. Something's happening. We've got some bad news. I don't know. Stop with your child and just say, Lord, be present. 
Lord, help us say what we need to say. Lord, help those, those people. Um, this, that example will be huge for your children and it would also bring God into that situation. You don't have to handle it on your own. Um, another thing to pray about is like when you've done something wrong. You know, maybe you need to, to rectify the situation. Um, and remember, you know, remind your children, God loves us. He is just waiting. He's not, he's waiting for us to just ask for forgiveness. He's not sitting around so he can throw, throw a thunderbolt at us to punish us. He's just waiting for us to say, oh, I'm sorry. And then he's there with, with that. I, I always have the vision of just God just giving us, us the greatest hug. So if, so your example to your children in that moment, huge, again, huge. Um, an, another idea for praying is use technology to pray. So be creative, you know, like um, maybe choose a certain time of a day or week. You're driving to dancing. You have a certain podcast that you listen to, and we will have a few ideas for podcasts later on that um, you know that are that are really good for kids to listen to. And um, you know, like I say, if you pick a certain time, kids expect it; they look forward to it, and and you kind of plan around it. If it's kind of random, I'm going to tell you now, as a parent, I know. Oh yeah, we'll just do it when we think about it. Yeah, that never happens. So um, for us, it was like, okay, we're driving to dancing or driving to violin or whatever we're doing. That's when we play, play this certain uh, podcast and it's a, a Christian children's podcast, for example. Um, and I think that people are starting to understand that most of my, our stuff was done in the car. And, and that's the reality. Parents nowadays spend a ton of time with their kids in the car. So get off your own certain devices and either spend time talking or spend time listening or praying. Um, now, like, and I'm, and I'm saying, okay, pray here, pray here, pray here. But truly, St. Paul in his letter to the Thessalonians said, pray without ceasing. Oh my gosh, how can I do that? <laughs> like, yeah. How can I really do that? Well, you know what? We can. We have, um, if we think about prayer as a conversation with God, so prayer doesn't mean, okay, we all got to line up, we got to do the sign of the cross, we got to pull up out our prayer books. Those, now don't get me wrong, those are good. Those are great things to do. But if prayer, if we want to pray constantly, God has to be beside us every day, every moment. He is. We just have to acknowledge it. Um, and then if you and I can talk in passing or I see somebody, you know, down the hallway in work, at work or whatever, why can't I do that with God? So um, we, want, we want to do the same thing with God. So you've got a test this morning at school. Pray, pray a quick prayer. Come Holy Spirit. Give me peace. Give me wisdom. We have a difficult situation. I have to ask somebody at work something and we have to get it figured out. Pray, Holy Spirit, guide my words. Give me patience. Give me wisdom. Um, 
or you had a fun time at the park. You're walking away from the park and you say, thank you, Lord, that was really fun. So if you're driving in your car and you see somebody that's homeless, they're obviously in, in need, pr pray for that person together. And then, but don't stop there. Talk about with your children. You know, what are the actions that we could take? You know, God has asked us to love each other as we love ourselves. So how can we love that person? And then you have to actually do the action. So then as a parent, you have an extra little activity there. I know I said not, not many, but this is one of those. You actually have to figure out a way that your family can, can react to somebody that, that is in need of help. Um, also, if you're driving, you hear an ambulance, you, you see a fire truck a, uh, or a police car racing, cross yourself and pray. And simply, Lord, be with those people in that situation. We don't know what's happening with them. Um, just give them comfort, give them strength to do what, what's right. So spontaneous prayer is, is how we can pray unceasingly. And, and in our church, we have the, the beautiful Jesus prayer. You know, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's a, just a beautiful, spontaneous prayer. Lord, have mercy. It, you know, it j can be prayed in all of these situations. And then the other thing is, you look around you. You know, you see a tree, you see a bird, you see anything that's God's creation. Just like, acknowledge it. God, wow, that is beautiful. Thank you for it. And then that brings me to, to my next um, thing is to acknowledge. Give God credit. Acknowledge God. God is awesome. And if we acknowledge it and, and have a wonder in, in creation and what God has given us, our kids will see that too. And then, and really, it actually is a beautiful way to live, to, bo to be able to walk around and to look and to see God in, in things around you is, is an amazing thing. Um, we have a beauti the beautiful prayer, Heavenly King, to, the prayer to the Holy Spirit, Heavenly King, Advocate, Spirit of Truth, who is everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of blessings, bestower of life, come and dwell within us. Cleanse us of all that defiles us, and oh, good one, save our souls. So what I like to focus on there is everywhere present and fills all things. So if you actually stop yourself and allow yourself to think about that, you can't help but walk around and be amazed as you see how God is everywhere present and filling all things and even in the things that we might call ugly even in in you know the dirty things God is present in everything so uh, if you have that sense of wonder in God's creation and if you pass that on to your kids like from the most majestic mountain to the tiniest little ant and you think about what an ant can carry in the crumb <laughs> it can carry a crumb like something like 10 times its size, like, like that's amazing. If you can give your kids that wonder, you are, you are doing them a great service. And you know, even think about it for yourself. Can you at this moment think of a time when you saw something in creation that just was breathtaking? 
And I think that we all can, if you actually stop and think about it. I know I, it was a blessing for me that the first time I ever drove to the mountains, I was a little bit older. I was 12 years old. I remember the moment. And I'm, and I'm actually grateful for that because when people say something is breathtaking, I remember feeling my breath like I couldn't catch my breath. Well, why is it so breathtaking? Why does it do that physical thing to us? Well, because we're seeing God. If you can give that gift to your kids, then, then you have, you are, you have, you're halfway there, or more than halfway there. I think that's also, you know, when we think about why is it so calming to spend time in nature? Well, because it's God. It's God's creation. And there's nothing more beautiful than that which has been created by God. And you know, in our house, and even my, uh, my kids are adults, watching nature shows is almost like, a, like sacred. Because it is, if you have that understanding that God has created all of that, and the intricacy of nature and how it all works together and how it's so beautifully balanced, you know, that's a gift. So yeah, go in nature with your kids. Express God's, God's um, work in there and watch nature shows with them, but always, you know, expressing. Wow, like, you know, God has created something so amazing. Uh, the next step, uh, the next uh, thing I wanted to talk about is making room for God. And, and this is pretty simple. Just ask your question, yourself as a parent. So when people come into my home, do they know I'm a Christian? If, if there's nothing in your home, not, not a cross, not an icon, not a, um, even a, you know, sometimes you can get these little, like, um, plaques with, with scriptures, scripture sayings. Is there a Bible? Do you have a prayer corner? If there isn't, maybe it's time to put something up. Not, and, and this isn't just so that when people walk in your home, they know you're a Christian, but it's a reminder to you that you're a Christian and you're, you have a space to pray, you know, uh, as Ukrainian Catholics, we always encourage people, have a little prayer corner. Sometimes you can't have a prayer corner, your house or your apartment or wherever you're living, just you don't have a, uh, an exact corner, but you could have a little space, a little chair, or a little table where you can, where you can pray. So um, really encourage you to do that. It, it helps you focus, it reminds you to pray. Um, and it, and it, yeah, it maybe will give you that one moment just to slow down from the busyness. Um, I also just wanted to touch on feast days. And you know, feast days aren't just some weird faraway thing that the church does. Like the, the liturgical year is really quite a spectacular tool for families um, because we're continually inviting God into our home and the church has made it. We've got our 12 major feast days. We've got a number of other feast days that you can um, celebrate and this doesn't mean you got to stop, you got to do you know all kind of different things. Again, I know we're busy but you, if you have your icon corner, you can change your icon. You can, each of those feast days has something little that it can teach us about God. So um, we actually have a, a number of ideas on our litur in the liturgical area of our website. So I think we'll have the link 
to that at the end. Yeah, so, you know, but these are different ways that like with, especially with young kids, you can celebrate. So um, we celebrate the, the um, birth of uh, the nativity of the Theotokos. Mary's birthday. Well, so you know what? Can you buy a cake or bake a cake and sing happy birthday to her and have her icon there? Maybe end with a, a prayer to, to Mary at the end of the day. Simple as that. Like you're not, you don't, it doesn't have to be super elaborate. Um, and you know, talk about the, the day that the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit blow some bubbles. Talk about how we don't can't see the wind that is taking those bubbles but we know it's there because we can feel the effects of it that's like the Holy Spirit we can't see it but we can feel the effects of the Holy Spirit giving us strength giving us calm so all of these things very simple very quick but it just again brings God into view um, <clears throat> all right and so related to that liturgical year one is um, celebrating name days. So a name day is the feast, um, feast day after whom someone is named. So, you know, you're encouraged, um, like a few things come into play here. You're encouraged to give your child the name of a saint. And even if it's not their first name, you could put it as their second name. But, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we just name our kids. We're not really thinking of saints. And so sometimes kids don't have a name day for a particular saint. Well, that's okay. Pick one. You know, get a child's book of saints and sit with your child and pick a patron saint for them. So if they like St. Bernadette, for example, she's a good one, I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna put that out there. Um, and then look up when her feast day is, and on that day, you know, wake up. I have all my, the saints' name days of my children, and like my family, in my phone because I would never remember them. So they pop up. So then I will text my kids. Um, they're adults, so they're not in my house, but I'll text them Happy Names Day. But like, so for your little children at home, just tell them Happy Names Day and then do something special. And uh, I know in Ukraine, it's a big thing. You go out for ice cream on your, on your feast day. So, <laughs> so you know, do that. Like, mm -hmm. have like a special, special. Yeah. yeah, just a special treat or something. Doesn't have to be big. But again, they know about this saint. Mm -hmm. um, they know that they can pray to this saint, that, the, that that saint is praying with them when they pray. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, just, it just makes the day uh, a little more... A little more special. I really like the thought too. Even if um, your child doesn't have a saint's name, right? Using that even as an opportunity of okay, let's learn about some saints, and then you could use that opportunity to say, okay, we well, have Saint George, who's going to be very different from maybe someone like Saint Macrina, right? Right. So you can look at these different saints, and then teach your kids about the different ones, and see which one your kid resonates with more. Exactly. And then you can turn it into a little activity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who and who would have thought of that, right? Yeah. Like it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean it's true. Like I have to admit like well I my kids I did give them uh, saints 
names, but not necessarily for their first name. Mm -hmm. You know, if there was a certain name that I, my husband and I really liked, and we, we wanted that for their first name, so then the, the saint was in the the second name. So it's not it's not a big deal. Like you said, it actually probably gives you a better opportunity mm -hmm. to do certain things. Or even some, I know for me, like uh, the saint day I would have is Saint Benno, except Benno is not really a popular name in Canada. So oh, right. they switched it to Ben, but it's still recognized. Perfect. Okay, perfect. It's an opportunity to talk about the saints. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. Well, we'll have to do a saints interview with you and ask you about Saint <laughs> Benno. Benno <yeah. laughs> so get started learning about it. <clears throat> um, anyway, so, um, you know, if we review all these suggestions, I think, I hope that what parents would have picked up from all of this is that you got to start with yourself. Um, it, and that's a big one. You can't give what you don't have and you can't fake it. You can't fake Christianity. Hmm. Um, your kids will, will see through you. Um, your example is the most important thing in developing the work um, of developing faith in your children. Even if your children are attending church and going to um, a Catholic school, you as a parent are the, the most important example for the development of the faith of your children. And, and just really important to, to take that to heart. And that, that's not only important just for your kids. It's important for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's for your own faith, your own salvation. The more you invite God in, the more that the Holy Spirit can th speak through you to your children. And then you finally get to a point when you realize, these are not my kids. They're God's. I'm their caretaker. I'm responsible for their faith development. I'm important in, in their life and in their salvation. Um, so I just encourage you, make a concerted, concerted effort to pray to be aware of God's presence everywhere, to consult God in everything, in your parenting. How do you treat your children? You, you have a situation with your child, you know, really pray for help in, in leading your children and um, celebrate what God has given you and tell others and especially those little saints that live in your house. Tell them ab about God and about his perfect abiding love. And I want to just clarify, so being a parent raising faith-filled children doesn't mean you have to be perfect, uh, quite the opposite. It means you need to show your kids that you aren't perfect and that you rely on God. You are not a saint, but you're trying to head there. We're all called to be saints. So you have to, you show them, I got it, I trust God. I need His help. And what you do is you do this by inviting him into your heart and inviting him into your home every day. And that's really, you know, that's what I can offer as a parent. So yeah, no, that was really informative. I just want to thank you so much for that conversation around bringing God home, especially about learning, you know, the importance of prayer, acknowledging God's presence, making room for God in your home, the importance of feast days, um, celebrating name days, 
and even like using yourself a parent as an example because you are the number one thing your kids are going to learn from mm -hmm. so if you set a bad example not going to be good for your kids so really reflecting looking at yourself i think that's a, a really great point and I think this episode is really going to help uh, for young families or even just families with kids in general, whether mm -hmm. they're teens, adults, or young. So I hope so. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, no problem. Thanks, Ben.